0: Cratiline Network. episode of Space Spinner two thousand two hundred and ninety nine 299
1: problems, but this podcast is not one of them. That's nah,
0: a moderate one. A podcast <laughs> for two Americans trying to make sense for UK's own galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD, one month of progs at a time. This episode, we're covering 2000 AD for September 1994, no, sorry, October 1994, Jesus Christ. Progs. Eight oh nine to nine one one. Oh yeah, yeah. Never That's for- the police number. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> um, this episode will reach finales in ABC Warriors and Robo Hunter. We'll meet Red Razors here on Space Spinner. Yeah, and continue the sagas of Button Man and Judge Dread Wilderlands. Oh,
1: Wilderland. Yeah.
0: We're weirdly time jumping. Yeah, We're heading into the wilder zone.
1: Yeah, I mean there was some there was some shenanigans with the the whole uh, uh, black hole making ship in, in ABC Warriors. I'm sure there's some time dilation going
0: on. I mean, listen, all these all these crossover ones. You know, I'm positive also, like, I won't be able to not talk about it, but this happened the Judgment Day 2, we're sort of halfway through the recording, we'll have actually recorded the Judge Dread elements, and I'll be able to talk much more confidently about what we're <laughs> we're doing in these parts, but anyway, let's get going with Thrill 1, Judge Dread script about John Wagner, art robot Carlos Sascara, Trevor Harrison, and lettering robot Tom Frame. It's
2: Wilderlands Part 2! Oh, burying our dead. Gosh, we're so sad. Yeah,
0: back in the Wilder Zone with Conrad, Eli, and Fox, Team CEF, the Chromium Embedded Framework. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wilder- I,
2: uh, <laughs> they're putting chrome inside of our water. It's affecting our, uh, our frogs. They're
0: framing up the chrome. <laughs> By God. I don't know. Anyway, Wilderlands back underway. John Wagner and Carl Suscaris start us out again in the mega in the, sorry, in the, in the progs, I should say, good Lord. In a flaming red forest, the survivors hold a memorial service for little Molly who died in our last episode as folks preparing meals and setting up shelter.
2: I mean, so I get like, you know, under the sea, there's a vent that's like spewing out lava, like, like, you know, whatever, like vents. Yeah. And, and there can be life around that. There can't be forests near a lava. No 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 no
3: no no
0: no no. no. We learned in the magazine. Sorry, Eli, do you wanna um uphandle this one?
4: Yeah, no. Yeah, they're they're lava forests, you know. <laughs> yeah. No ecosystem. You're you're too busy framing it on Earth's ecosystem, water and plant life, you know, it's it makes sense there. But if you're on a lava planet, things yeah. that exist using <laughs> lava instead of water. It's
2: so there are lava trees. Now- yeah. I mean,
0: we literally earlier in the in, in the magazine, we saw like some native beasts. Get, like there was a literally just like a firestorm, basically, like 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 fire and lava falling from the sky. And the uh, well, all the uh, humans had to like hide in a uh, in a structure there were some pack beasts that just hung out outside and were completely unharmed by okay. it. Okay,
2: so so maybe Conrad or or Eli, you can tell me. Are, I mean, are these deciduous trees? Or are they more of like a a, a tundra? Yeah, I think they look, um, they look
0: kind of like a, like a lava aspens to me.
2: I think love aspens, <laughs> yeah. love as love aspenly, love actual. Sorry, that was my joke. It didn't land. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Love
0: aspen. That's when I'm on the. That's when I'm on on the town, Fox. That's what I say.
2: Um. That's that's a hot tub time machine joke right there. Get up. Um yeah, we see
0: Dredd eaten out of a hollowed-out shell as Castillo reports that no one really saw what happened in the cockpit when the ship went down. Dread recaps the situation. Again, two thousand kilometers from the nearest settlement, but it seemed that there might actually be an abandoned research station. About 170 k's away, which is 105 miles.
2: Is we should go check that out, but before we do, we should get high as fuck and like freak the shit out. Yeah, Ooh. he
0: wants to set a party to check it out, and then the rest of the team will sit here and build a uh, build a landmark to signal rescuers. When suddenly Judge Moynihan starts shooting because they're surrounded. Red cautions them, but others are seeing things too. One of the convicts thinks a citizen is, is his long lost love while a judge sees a rescuing spaceship arrive, but instead steps out into burning fire, rain, and dies. Dread <laughs> holds another judge back to uh, to keep him alive and not get hit in the rain, and it's chaos in the camp as Molly the Kid begins to rise from her grave. Next issue, the other judges, including Castillo, um, see the rescue ship as well. But there's, there's nothing there. So Dredd just headlocks him as Molly leads her dad into the forest. And it seems that Chief Magruder is alive and well again. Oh, geez. Things, oh. things are getting a little intense with this convict here. Um, I looking mean, for know, his girlfriend As down down,
2: down, 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 bow, 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 bow.
0: As uh, Dredd chains this, the hallucinating judges to a tree Odysseus style.
2: Oh yeah! I forgot that they did that to the mast. Yeah, like like when they chained Odysseus
0: to the to the mast. We could listen to the sirens. It's a
2: little so just for you know everyone else out there. It's a little weird that Odysseus was like, "We're chaining some people to the pool, but also chain me because I'm totally into hearing this stuff and flipping the fuck
3: out."
0: Listen, I don't want to flex my. My, what we learned about the Odyssey when I was in eighth grade literature class, Fox.
2: No, the Odyssey was about uh, but the, contempt for violence. The
0: Odyssey is basically about Odysseus traveling through the Aegean um, Sea, getting his fuck on, and part of that. Okay, is, so part of part it of is that means you're listening. On. You're listening to the sensuous tones of the Siren song.
2: Part of it, like listen, part of it is about getting your fuck on. The other part of it is about the abhorrence of violence.
0: Fair enough, I guess.
2: Until I guess you find out that your wife has maybe thought about getting a different husband. Yeah, then you kill all those guys. Yeah, then it's fine.
0: Like she, (laughs) she thought about doing one of those guys. Meanwhile, I've had sex with at least three witches on the way here, and (laughs) it's not the same. How dare she? anyway um o'hare reports magruder's recovery but dread just sees the chief as a full-on skeleton and realizes that he must be affected too it must be that
2: food that he ate it's the nuts yeah like hey listen if you're gonna go nuts for almonds you might as well eat uh uh pistachios for walnuts yeah i'm in
0: find somebody to, dis- to describe ayahuasca to you. Um,
2: you know, oh, God. Well, and also, maybe you need, an, like, an EpiPen. Yeah. Like, epinephrine, I feel like, would have saved a lot of people a lot of time on weird plans.
0: Absolutely. Molly leads her dad into the forest where a black fist grabs him, and Dred confirms that judges who didn't eat aren't hallucinating. A scream goes up, and Dred investigates, knocking out the amorous convict along the way, and we see... So he pistol whips that dude? yeah
2: yeah right yeah. but he pistol whips him with the barrel of the gun yeah i think that's which i feel
0: like that's actually a buffalo i think when you hit somebody with the barrel of the gun
2: i don't like that analogy it's
0: yeah. what they call it you know a pistol whip is with the handle of the gun the barrel is the uh yeah is a yeah. is a buffalo it's a wild west thing wyatt earp did it a lot actually doesn't make it better god i love knowing <laughs> cowboy stuff fox it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Dread arrives to find Mr. Witters has been beaten to death and jammed in a tree. And a mysterious form stalks Dread to the forest as well until he finds Witters, yeah, again, hung upside down from his arboreal grave.
2: Uh, very, I mean, I see. Yeah,
0: that's right. Tree
2: tomb. You know, there was, uh, there was uh, a bunch of bones that some kids during World War II like that these kids were out in a forest and they found a bunch of bones stuffed in a tree mm. in the UK and no one knows where the fuck they came from oh no elf bones and well so and then so a bunch of people were like ah it's a spy probably <laughs> and that's that's my that's my my only tree bone story Leftover. you're welcome everyone.
0: fox do you remember speaking of, of 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 bones and war stuff do you remember that time an in invasion where 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 Bill Savage took uh, uh, a a big rack of uh, deer antlers and put them in a shotgun, and used them to shoot like five guys at once.
2: I don't remember that at all, but it sounds like something Bill Savage yeah. would do. Pretty classic That's shit. Amazing. There's there's uh, Eli. I'll be honest. Uh, like if there's any comic book I suggest anyone to ever read, it's Invasion. Yeah, I've
0: gotta I've gotta send you that. S- s- send that your way at some point.
2: It's. It's fucked.
0: Good early, <laughs> like early action story in two thousand eight.
2: Like it may be the only comic book that I would say definitely. I don't know. I could think of a couple it, that fuck pretty hard, Fox. Oh well, no, I don't mean horny. I just mean it fucks. It's like a guy who shoots two people that are falling out of a plane with a shotgun. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Or a guy who like comes out of a bathtub with a a rubber ducky on his shotgun and shoots some people
3: defining, or a guy
2: instrument. like it's, it's, there's a lot that goes on. He whips a bunch of geese with a, with a, a bandolier of shotgun shells,
0: like whips them the ge- to death. The, the, the geese are being controlled by an evil, um,
2: professor who's got like
0: a he's
4: not, he's not just f- find some geese and he's like no
0: no 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 these are these are hostile war geese anyway
2: no, he's he's got a magical flute that he uses to control the geese that's right nice. he's a swan on each shoulder and carry around and fly it's it's really yeah i know <laughs> he has swans pick him up from the shoulder and help him fly it's very weird it's a it's just a like uh world war ii like i'm 80 and i'm gonna tell you how i was in the war and the way i was in the war was shooting geese with shotguns well that was
0: i mean that was the uh that was the prequel story in the the year 1990 Uh, okay oh i'm I'm sorry anyway let's let's keep going (laughs) these asides um so dread finds um mr witter's hanging in a tree, and then we're back in the magazine with Wagner, Harrison, and Frame. as We see Castilla's hallucination from her perspective, like a ship coming down, being like, hey, we're here to save you if you you know, make yourself visible. And like, no, we got to be free, but nope, can't do it. Um, She and, and the other judge manage to break free of their bonds and run to meet the ship, but it's a mirage. The fire rain's still going on, so bad times, although they managed to escape. Back in the forest, Dread looks for Mr. Witter's killer, inadvertently stepping into a giant venus flytrap.
2: yeah i mean that's a bad that's not a great move i Gotta guess technically
0: it's a, it's a it's a hestian fly trap but you know what i'm saying
2: i i'm surprised that he missed all of the like teeth parts that's a teeth rich
0: atmosphere i guess um i personally i'm not a fan of dread using these incendiary rounds to sort of light the way as he goes places like they are you know they're I don't know if they really provide much light as you do that's when you need the signal on, flare like in the, uh, in the on Sloan a fire
2: planet you don't need flares right mm,
0: you think it'd be some just some ambient light
4: from the fires I we can I can agree with that you probably if the planet's on fire probably chill out with a bit. <laughs> yeah.
2: my planet's on fire how about yours mm-hmm. that's the way I like it and I'll never get bored you got it
0: all-star Dread commentary. The hallucinations start to wear off, but Dread's definitely trapped in this um, Venus flytrap thing. And to make matters worse, the only person who's found him is Judge Hine, who's still butt hurt from being shamed and disarmed the last episode. Mm-hmm. He makes fun of Dread for being caught and is generally very sarcastic and just generally being a real asshole, too. He stabs Dread in the hand while pretending pretending to cut him free. He's gonna let Dredd be eaten, so Dredd has no choice but to shoot him through the skid of the fly trap. Cause he had like his gun sort of inside the mouth part of the of, of the fly trap.
2: And then he got incisored by the fly well, trap.
0: yeah, Hein is hit and falls backwards into another fly trap that like seems to eat him completely. Yeah, Dredd but- shoots a few more tortillas, oh, Eli.
4: Flytrap travel traveling pairs. They
0: don't. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole forest of them. Dredd shoots a few more times to get the plant off of him. And when he goes to collect Hine, he's that a spike from like the teeth on the edges of the plant has gone through Hine's head right through his eye. Ah, oh, gross. Ugh,
2: my stomach's bubbling.
0: Uh, so back in the progs
2: with the dread Dredd uh,
0: carries back, Witters' body, and explains about Judge Hine dying, though he leaves out the part about shooting him right away. <laughs> um, O'Hare checks Dred's wounds as the crew wonders about these hallucinations, and Phoenix blames herself for not knowing that this would happen. She's like the native expert. At daybreak, they get Hine's body, and these Britsit
2: scientists are fascinated by, you know, various scientific things. A remarkable, yes, yes. This is remarkable. It's such a shame to destroy any of these things. Uh, we can't do that. Yes, they-
0: determined that it's the shells of the nuts that they were using as bowls that caused the hallucination so they should and they should be able to stop that from happening as well um and they'll be doing this by or testing also it on the prisoners. make a
2: or also make like a dope ass hallucinogen made from nuts mm-hmm. from these fucking fire yeah trees.
0: I mean that's the long term plan certainly But mm-hmm. short term they gotta survive they can't be high off their asses while they're trying to survive but later get high off Fair. their ass um Judge Castillo and Judge Kinsey, along with Phoenix, are outfitted and set out as an expedition to the research base. So let's get to work. Meanwhile, in Mega City 1, the judges finally get word that the chief and company um, are returning to Earth, but the ship can't be reached, and the judge currently in charge doesn't seem too worried about all that, which is ominous. Yeah, yeah, yep. Oh, I, I should say that was Judge Greel temporarily in charge. Um,
2: yeah, no, we don't like Greel. Yeah.
0: So the crew is building a landmark visible from space so rescuers can find them. The convicts are heavily grumbling. They plan to make a break for it as a pair of citizens um propose and plan marriage if they survive all this, which I think is how you guarantee that you won't make it through. Basically,
4: they don't know the rules. What idiots. Yeah
0: hell track yeah, rules. Don't talk about the future. They'll kill you.
4: Yeah. No.
2: Listen. You talk about how everybody else is dead, and you're going to survive, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, if you meet at the end, and you're both alive, you have shared experiences. It's yeah. it's kind of like a uh, you know, you, it's a less awkward Tinder date at that. Yes. point yeah, You, you know? got
0: to earn the right to talk about the farm you'll have in Minnesota.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: God. On for October. I don't know. Um.
2: I'd love the fireman in a show too, yeah. because I'm definitely from Russia. Hey, why not?
0: Um for a moment things are calm, but then another crew member keels over, and Magruder, we learn, is still in a deep coma. One of the Brit sitters is sad over the loss of a companion, but can confirm they can stop the hallucinations from the uh the nut bowls. Meanwhile, convicts are sneaking away on bathroom breaks, and one tries to assault a female citizen. She screams and a judge comes running to help. But is attacked by another convict and brained by a boulder.
2: Again, the worst time that you can come on to, I think, anybody is when they need to take a pee. Yeah,
0: <sighs> not cool. Give people their space. Um, the judge gets a shot off and dread and dread comes running. Meanwhile, med judge O'Hare hears uh or or heads into the other side of the forest and hears Dred's voice calling out to her. There should be a reveal here, but there isn't really but it is sort of spoiled on the cover of uh this prog Prague, Prague eleven, cause it's clearly a rogue mechanismo coming after her. In the magazine, we've now split the narrative as we follow Castillo into the wilderness, into the wilder lands. Um, and the distance they have to go is increased to one hundred and eighty kilometers as well. The trio of Castillo, Kinsey, and Phoenix stumping through the territory, Kinsey complaining a lot, and Phoenix moving ahead quickly. They walk okay. Oh, can
2: I can I just say the budding romance is palatable. Between
0: uh, Phoenix and Castillo here?
2: I mean, yeah.
0: Totally.
4: <laughs> we all agree with that.
0: Yeah. They walk through canyons and geysers, eventually reaching an oasis about 30 kilometers in, which allows for some Just Girl skinny dipping vis-a-vis the I, romance let's we talk to Yeah,
2: I Listen, I think, Eli, you and I have had... A, at least a partially long conversation, and I know definitely Conrad. And I have about hey, listen, I I uh, I appreciate more horniness in my comic books and my media, right? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I I appreciate that uh, you know there's a skinny dipping scene. Yeah, not I mean for my pleasure, I guess sure, but also it's character development.
0: Yeah. Hey, like I said, magazine for the slightly uh more mature reader here. Yeah. <laughs> At night, they set up camp with 76 kilometers down, and Kinsey's got foot problems. We see, you know, complaining and stuff. We see the judges in just their undersuits, and it seems Castillo has some little booties to go with her uniform as well. Anyway, that morning, a giant fucking pterodactyl shows up and flies off with Kinsey.
2: Yeah, we Kinsley? gotta get this sausage the fuck out of here. No, who gives a shit? Get him out of here. No one likes him. And what we want is l- literally the two people who actually give a shit about each other. Bye bye. I'm worried bye. this guy's
0: named Kinsley, and I've said his name wrong this who whole time. Who gives a
2: shit? Box. Bye oh, no. bye 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 bye.
0: Castillo <laughs> shoots a couple, and Kinsley boot knifes the one holding him. Though he doesn't say boot knife, and because of that, he has a worse outcome than normal. And is momentarily yeah. dropped but then gets caught in in midair by these monsters, and then there were two.
2: This is the thing that I learned from Dragon Ball, and then eventually Dragon Ball Z, and then eventually every iteration of Dragon Ball, you have to scream Mm -hmm. your power. Yeah. if You're gonna say boot, like if you got a boot knife, you gotta yell boot knife, (laughs) and that's
4: how it wins. Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: I learned that from uh, Rurouni Kenshin as well. It's another,
4: definitely anime lesson, you know, Mm -hmm. Iten Mitsurugi style, etc. you imagine using and not yelling boot knife you'll do like half damage exactly
2: exactly no and they get like a deck saving roll on all of it like listen you gotta you you just you gotta scream the thing you're going to do uh, in order for more sexy things to happen it's like oh then eventually I'll stab it in the face because I didn't get it when I threw it Mm -hmm. it's like come on man like not not cool unless you're going to be piccolo and Uh, you know have only one arm and then hey guess what you didn't take off both my arms and i'm going to touch two fingers to my head and i'm going to shoot one of the coolest beams in the world at you
4: yeah guess what they didn't use that as much as they should have it was a great beam how much (sighs) are your fans know dragon Ball Z, conrad Uh, (laughs) are we I, I
0: feel like I feel like I don't know how much overlap there will be. I'm hoping that at least they'll, folks will be will we, we'll enjoy the non the non sequiturness of it. As Listen, else. if Perfect. it it
4: it
2: is it is a singular beam with another beam that <laughs> whirls around it, and it's pretty dope. All right, but that's all I'm going to say. Over, also, the man's skin is green. It's over nine thousand.
0: I know
4: that. Right, we've all, all right. been there. All right, yeah. and speaking
2: of there being of now,
0: there were two. Now we've done two sections of Wilderlands. What do you guys think about this middle part
4: of this here epic? Uh, I like it. Um, I think they're doing a lot of, and then things got worse. But mm. um, it uh, it's appropriate, you know. It, 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 we're closer to that um, horror film genre right now, where yeah. it's like, all right, we set the scene. You know, everyone's in danger. We know that but how are they in danger what's going to kill who next and you know it's um always sad that you know you, you can kind of tell who's going to make it you know at the beginning they haven't <laughs> supported my expectations on that part but it's fun seeing how people are going to die and how no one people can't cooperate even if their lives are online as the consequence of uh uh stupid humanity uh, yeah, it. it's
0: sort of a combo of like Poseidon Adventure and uh, and Predator, I guess, or something like
4: that. Right? Yeah. Um, but also, I do want to say that this planet is very habitable, considering um, there's some planets that it just rains glass sideways, and you know, so even this one being like crazy firestorms and giant you know, Venus flytraps. It's yeah, really? it seems like
0: they found a source of, like, food I mean, and water pretty, like, without too much trouble, I guess. It's,
4: exactly. they, they weren't idiots and would just freaking, uh, I don't know, the skinny dipping, I'm like, okay, you, that's, you're a little <laughs> too free. But uh, I appreciate the enthusiasm.
2: I feel like, I feel like you have to earn, uh, like, a, a, an action movie. Right, you you earn some of the the skinny dipping or the the skin scenes, mm, right? Uh, from 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 like having to go through the dilemma, yeah. right? Like again, this this feels '90s as uh, responding to '80s me's, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: right. It's that diehard feel where we've had a bunch of movies about invincible invincible action man's men. So now we've got an action man who can take some damage and stuff like. That.
4: Mm-hmm. Right,
2: Hans Booby, I'm your white knight.
4: <laughs> but they, they should definitely—they're going to throw the clothes off and get in a, you know, a, a body of water that's of questionable, you know, uh, safety. There should have been one person just with a gun waiting. Like I don't know what's going to come out, but definitely. You no, know,
2: well, I feel like that—that's
0: what Kinsley out. was doing. Like he was on watch,
4: sort of. Mm. He didn't. All oh, the frolicking took place.
2: I I agree with Eli. He should have been in the water, and then he should have been murdered, and then they should have gotten out of the water very
4: quickly. I mean, I, mean, I will – yeah. Go ahead, Eli. I'm seeing him on watch. He just still doesn't seem as alert as I want him to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, there as is
4: – He better like, freaking be standing up, head on a swivel.
0: I do kind of wish that um they'd had a few more survivors, I guess, because while they – like, there's sort of some gestures toward – this widowing down. We've only really seen two or three people really die, you know, like, right. like mm-hmm. there's less, like, as opposed to say hell Trek, which I mentioned um, earlier, which is a, a story Fox oh, and hell I trek, read
2: every, everyone dies. Was very, yeah,
0: so very much a cross country trick, a trek, uh, trip where everybody, you know, most of the crew dies in the process. Like, there's just not a, also, enough also attrition. A
2: really, a, a really great comic in terms of both art and the story, by the way, Eli, Ooh, absolutely. I mean, Hell, Hell Trek, especially given that you know the universe, is literally like, "Hey, I want to go from Mega City One to the West Coast. How bad is it?" Answer: Bad. Everyone dies. It's
0: basically Oregon Trail, but like (laughs) post-apocalyptic.
2: Actually, yeah, like before that was like a a video game. Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, both both before and during, sort of, you know, that sort of concept, though.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. it it is fine. uh, One thing with the horror genre, though. Uh, the more people die the more closer you understand to it being over i think that's always
3: mm. uh,
4: kind of sad when you're kind of like okay we're how many people are alive two all right we're 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 getting close to the finale that part uh, annoys me a little sure. bit but but yeah
2: yeah yeah and 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 it's and it's always kind of your your virginal beings are always <laughs> kind of the mm. the ones that survive mm. right yeah like yeah. i I was it was always such a peeve of mine. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that's yeah.
0: Well, I mean that's why the best virgin is uh, the one who survives um, in this story, namely Judge Dread.
4: <laughs> there you go.
2: It's How about it? you had a kid? we
0: don't know. We don't know. Mm, he yeah, doesn't yeah. seem like he does it. You know.
2: <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think he has it inside of his. to right. prove
0: let's not just get distracted with our usual conversations. Uh, what blue penis? Nah.
2: Blue penis. Anyway. <laughs> With- hey, no. I get to say some stuff oh, yeah. also, oh, which I'm is sorry, Fox, how you how are you finding this By section, the way,
0: section of, uh, this of section, Son of a bitch. This,
2: this section. You forgot, you was forgot this- about it. Not me. No, I didn't forget it. <laughs> God damn it. All right, sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead. No, Wendy. no, no. This is this is when uh, uh, Trevor uh, hair Yeah,
0: Harrison? I don't oh. know. I'm I'm sort of ha- saying ha- it is it's, kind it's of like right. Harrison, Look, but kind of not. This is
2: this is this is what made it up for me. Uh, like partway through our our kind of excursion, right? Like where I realized how like, and this is you know again, everyone's gonna crucify me. Like uh, Carlos Cascara is a master artist, right? But a master artist of a kind. And not necessarily one that has evolved over time, or did evolve over time. I think time,
3: he, he, right?
2: I, I, there's some evolution. I, I agree. This is one where I would say that Trevor fucking, like, every time I see it, it knocks it out of the park. And there is really interesting dialogue going on right like so again it's it's for me it's i i'm really invested in these characters not just because of the things that they say but because of how they present themselves right so i uh, it a, a bunch of people are getting murdered at, at base camp and going nuts right, right. however like going through this world that is apparently supposed to be dangerous. It's kind of like watching the princess bride happen where it's like, there's rodents of unusual size and also exploding vents. Maybe we'll rest at this oasis. And then suddenly birds come that are going to tear your flesh apart. And then you have to stab it in the face and you're like, okay, listen, things, things are getting worse. Right. So, and, and, and that progression is done with what I would consider very great facial features, very great actions. Uh, I think some very interesting, or at least very um, well kind of laid out artistry, right? Again, I like, you know me, Conrad, I like a, a page that is split into multiple panels that show movement or a single page that, that like kind of, it it pops out of itself i get that boxes exist in order to show certain things what i love is a progression of those things not just a boxes and then a and then a, a aerial shot and then another box like again like everything that that so far i've seen from trevor Harrison has done it is progressive and it it feels kinetic um and I enjoy that a lot, regardless of which a or B plot it's a part of um yeah, Just, that's all I have to say i I love the art like i and and this is me also saying, carlos isscara, one of my my top bays doing great work, but I feel like there's there's a little bit of showmanship being done here, uh in terms of we're moving into the nineties, or i I should say two thousand a d is moving into the nineties and this person has a very good grasp of what that is.
0: Yeah. Right. We'll see more. We'll we'll see um, Harrison in, in the Prague sort of in the, uh, yeah. In the, in the late nine nineties, I guess. Um, so not, not too far from now and then he'll do more stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'll say like he's an, he's definitely a newer artist and they're definitely, I I feel like they, they feel like just from what we've seen him do in the magazine, they're definitely giving him some, Giving him some space to do some fun, uh, some fun artwork. He did a, a dread that I really liked. It's sort of this, like Elvis inspired dread that I, I should <laughs> show you, Fox. It's pretty excellent. But um, you know, I'll I, I'll mention also just that you know, Iscara is not standing still. I mean, um, a big thing to notice in this one is just his use of digital colors and stuff like that, like. He is, you know, he's not just staying like resting on his laurels as these new as these oh, new no. guys come in. And, well, this know? is
2: the thing: is like not even just digital colors, but also watercolors. Yeah, <laughs> well, because like, like doing great, yeah,
0: because like literally, yeah, literally, we sort of in the magazine in the pre, where Scary did the art um, at the start of the like in the prologue of this story. There's literally an issue where it's like, oh, like in this issue, he started using a computer to color the comic as to do by hand. It's an interesting thing, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Eli- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eli. No, that was
4: it. I-, I agree with what you guys are
0: saying. Makes a lot <laughs> sense. Yeah. But so, um, Eli, you talked about um, getting towards the end, and indeed, we got one more installment of uh, Wilderlands coming up, and we will get that to you in our next episodes. Thanks so much for hanging, swinging by the Wilder Zone. We'll be back. God, soon. get me
2: out, please. Leave, get me out. Oh, no, you're here Conrad's forever. Conrad's kept me here. No. Yes. <laughs>
0: week three in the wilder zone one way or another <laughs> see, see you see next time thrill two red razors
1: i love that he has a talking horse <laughs>
0: Man, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Scripture by Mark Miller, art robot Nigel Dobbin, letter robot Annie Parkhouse. Okay, Fox. Okay, Red Razors. Uh huh. And er, he was. In, this was an early story in the Judge Dread magazine. Okay. Um, with um also written by Mark Miller, but with art by um ah oh God, the guy who did Zenith, whose name okay. is has escaped from my brain now they'll come back to me later I'm sure. Anyway, um it was last seen in Winter 1991 though it's also been in Dredd's specials and um annuals and stuff. Oh yeah, reprints and things. No, it's just Oh, si- ju- like he shows up. Like alternate like just a, a, additional side stories yeah, and stuff cool. like that. So, stories set in the year 2177 which is about 61 years in the future from Judge Dredd's time. Oh. Okay, so it's the future from Dred's perspective. Um, it's about oh, and then maybe actually theoretically, this is taking contempt taking part contemporaneously with like early Strontium Dog stories. Technically, oh whoa, okay. like uh, like maybe like the Star Lord era Strontium Dog stories oh, or something weird. like that. But that I don't that doesn't come up as no, far as of I recall. Not. <laughs> um, but oh uh, yeah, so. And so, and of course, thus, you know, 183 years from when it came out. East Meg, two, when it's in East Meg 2, dread world Russia, but it it's taken a lot of keys from sort of post- fall of the soviet union russia yeah,
1: you, i get a lot of it because there's a sense of everyone saying shit like dude yeah. there's a lot of vernacular here where it's just like they're not going for like the oh in soviet uh, communist country you know
0: there's it's it's a mixture of that and yeah there's sort of like americana aesthetic yeah. and stuff like that the um like yeah it's it's a it's a, it's a russia that's embraced western culture including various brands tv reruns and old shows Mm -hmm. are forming subcultures and stuff like that um oh yeah the whole
1: welcome back cotter gym they they
0: mentioned that there's a like we don't really see we only see him for a second in this but he's got a he's got an razors has an informant that's clearly based on huggy bear from starsky and hutch and stuff like that the initial um Red Razor's story was of a violent separatist group that had stolen Elvis's bones, which were being (laughs) worshipped as like the central, like a central shrine in a church and stuff like that. What the hell?
1: Oh, wait, I feel like we've, Judge Dredd's talked about that before. Was that the president?
0: That might have been, yeah, that might have been like a a bad Bob. Yeah, yeah. Who we met during, uh. The Cursed Earth story mm-hmm. in in Fort Knox and stuff like that, but anyway, it's the future and there's Russians and Red Razors is this guy who used to be a criminal. Okay. Um.
1: Oh yeah, and then they they hacked his brain. Yeah, they
0: they hacked his brain. Yeah. So um, yeah they they have a pilot program to turns a psychopath named Razors into the top judge for the city, and we're about to learn a lot more about that. Um, Judge Razor's also has a talking horse named Ed. Pretty but, great. Yeah, but that's a different story, which was in one of those uh, specials, which is basically he's sort of a, a refugee from Texas City who then came to um, East Meg 2, and they agreed to sort of protect him from the, uh, the Texas judges. He was on the run for in exchange for jamming his human brain into... A horse body.
1: That doesn't explain why he can talk. It would, he would have, I mean, I guess, like, because no. horses can't say words.
0: They do. I mean, you know what? We don't, we I, I do not be picky. You know
1: that I like a brain and a panther? We,
0: we don't know what a horse with a human brain could accomplish, Fox. They have lips and tongues and shit. It's true. They've got a lot more than we do Listen, of all of those things. You go right to the source and you ask the horse, Fox. He'll give you the answer that you endorse, <laughs> He always takes a steady course the way you talk to Mister Ed. It's very good. You son of a bitch! All <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so in East, so anyway, all that's backstory. Here we are um, in the East Meg Two Hall of Justice. Uh, Chief Judge Yeltsin is trying to sell their razors program to a commit, you know, a coalition of ju- or a, a group of judges from around the world, basically. Um meanwhile, Razors himself is uh blasting through the city, riding Ed, taking out gang members, zeroing in on his old comrade Spike. He's executing all these gang, you know, all of his old like former gang members and stuff as the judges look on. Um and eventually reaches a showdown with Spike. But when he gets there, Spike is holding
1: a thermal detonator! That's <laughs> literally what I've got as well, yes.
0: <laughs> And the whole place explodes as the Dell gets from Mega City One and Oz, among others, make jokes about discounts on fire-damaged goods.
1: Yeah, weird.
0: Listen, <laughs> life is cheap in the. Uh, yeah, I do
1: like that it's like a, far a panel of, of judges from all over. Yeah, right? yeah, because they're kind of pitching the program. Right? Yeah,
0: so you can. Yeah, there's uh, there's definitely a Mega City One judge. Mm-hmm. There's an Oz judge. There's a Brit sit judge. I think there's a Pan African judge in there as well. There is. Yeah. We learned from a pre, uh, recent mega, uh, big meg one uh, story. So doctors work on razors as his fans worry outside the grand hall of justice. Mm-hmm. The other judges I like
1: that he has fans. Oh yeah,
0: you know again. I mean, all mega citizens everywhere always quick to identify and join
1: gotta be a groupie
0: yeah just to join like subcultures and fandoms and, and things like that yeah and you know and if it eventually leads to like a riot or some sort of awesome <laughs> violent confrontation so much the better you know mm-hmm. so the other judges aren't sh- aren't sold on the program so yeltsin shows them that they are in fact now turning that spike guy into the next sob judge
1: I, and what they're doing to him is what i would call like an ed 209 bad idea
0: ah see i would call it um a cane bad idea i.e the bad <laughs> guy in robocop 2 yeah like okay, specifically yeah, yeah actually you know but yeah, like the as opposed to Razors, who's pretty much just a dude, the uh the silver version at the very least has like yeah, a big built-in helmet and uh gun arm and so arm cool. that's a gun. Yeah, he's got the whole he's got the um uh Barrett treatment. Final Fantasy VII, absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah. So uh the Mega City One judge seems to be impressed, but instead of money when he asks about like what they're asking for the program, uh Yeltsin wants access to their ultimate weapon Armageddon X which I'm guessing is a bomb there's no more 90s weapon than Armageddon X oh, Fox it's like a, what X13
1: or whatever Wolverine's kid oh yeah
0: X23 I X23 think. yeah yeah she had- Two hand you know, well, like in the movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Hand yeah. claws and a foot claw. Mm-hmm. Like that foot claw. No one expects it. <laughs> it's a,
1: it, it is, it is that boot knife, you know?
0: Yeah. Gotta, gotta be careful about shoes, though.
1: Oh, yeah. You're really gonna go through those like nothing, mm-hmm, huh?
0: Yeah. You know, you gotta get a setup like Harry Exton has, I guess. <laughs> <you> know, shoe, <laughs> shoe blade. Anyway. <laughs> <Sorry>. So good. <laughs> All these asides. Um, okay in the operating room razors wakes up he's still got a few bullets in his head and his nervous system is messed up but still he crawls out of bed climbs aboard at the horse because there's a hostage situation at the marks and spencers which i thought was a pretty solid that's pretty good but also the horse is also wearing a surgical mask You don't want to get a, but you, hes he's got a, yeah, he's got like a furry, like, you know, setup thing. You don't want a horse breathing. Horses still breathe germs and I'm, shit. The
1: whole body is exposed.
0: Yeah. It's fucking, you know, he's fucking, fucking like drop a load right in there. You can't yeah. help it. They, they can't control when they go. They do it on their run. Yeah,
1: exactly. I feel like, you know, this is a very, it's not very sanitary to even have a human. Human-brained horse in the room. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, not even a centaur would you really want. No,
1: because you'd only be able to cover one-third of their body with scrubs.
0: Half-human, two-thirds health hazard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love a centaur joke, don't we, folks? I only got one, but I do it a lot. <laughs> anyway, I want to just mention again that they're at, a, at Mark's, which is Mark's, like Karl Marx and Spencer's, yeah. like the store. That's good. Uh, Razor's ride, right, Ed, as um, and then a- and as he goes, asks him to tape. Welcome back, Cotter, because again, there's this sort of sub thing of like Western culture, you know, American culture's big thing it's here. So weird again, and it- it's so weird just because you know it it was it would be like 200 years ago from when this story's taking place. Yeah. Or not maybe like like 190 or something
1: I guess like people are super into like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and stuff
0: right so but I mean, that, that's, that's... No, 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 no no it's not said in the past it's like it's like someone it's like taping a piece of class like an opera from the TV because that's a piece of entertainment that was actually from 190 years ago gotcha you. You know, it's something, <laughs> something, a, something a cultured person would do I guess I don't know it's, it's like my my big challenge to that show Futurama is just why would there be – why would you care about – or how many celebrities would be able to maintain being kept head in a jar for a thousand years. That's true. Just in terms of their raw popularity or something. Anyway, anyway I'm sorry. Asides. <laughs> um, it's – um. And, uh, and the, uh, you know, as he runs out, the doctor's like, ah, maybe it's for the best because he's probably going to freak out when he finds out that they're, you know, restoring Spike back <laughs> to life and stuff like that. At the Marks and Spencers, gang members are holding shoppers hostage and one is a bomb strapped to her chest. Suddenly, the docs notice something. Um, Razor's sigh profile. He's gotten a full relapse. He's now a rogue judge who's like a murder maniac. He's nuts. On He's the it loose blood. To it's kill great. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Razors comes bursting into the Marks and Spencers, blowing up the vodka as The Tex Ward yeltsin <laughs> what's happening. <It's> a giant. <laughs> Hits with an incendiary around, so it goes flying. So good. Razors gunning people down. He's trying to kill a hundred, you know, trying to get to a hundred, counting as he goes. As um above the terrorist spot an old guy in a wheelchair um who's um yeah who's a who, who's yelling at him for being you know no good kids and yeah stuff and they're like that. And they're
1: all from the uh the apocalypse war right like these
0: are survivors of mm-hmm. the apocalypse yeah war he specifically yeah would have fought in that one or you know one of the you know various brush fire aftermaths and stuff oh, sure. like that you know Things that haven't we haven't determined if they're happening yet in 1994, 2000 AD. But mm-hmm. who's to say? As time goes by, um, they shoot this eldster as Razor <laughs> comes bursting in, chack-a-chacking away with his like you know space Uzis, basically. When the gang member with the bomb on her chest threatens to blow Razor's up. This is so awesome. <laughs> razors <is> so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Razor boots that old guy's uh, wheelchair at her and sends them both flying out the window on the side of the building and just sort of exploding harmlessly in midair. Yeah, air. Just a... <laughs> like a little pop. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty standard like action movie we're dealing with the or actually i think cartoon mostly how we're dealing with these bombs Mm. and sort of throw it into the air and it'll be fine
1: yeah exactly no no problems no debris (laughs)
0: yeah anyway the um the day is saved as they explode the folks were worried about all these crazies and they definitely still should be because Razor just does that sort of, you know, Kubrick thing where he looks back smiling and you see the reflections in his glass. Oh, they're you, dead. You know the madness within him. The riot squad arrives to find the whole store full of dead bodies and Razor's fully back and on a rampage.
1: Oh, yeah, baby.
0: And find. oh, jeez razors killing everybody even killed ed the horse which
1: is what the hell i liked that horse. oh
0: we had a backstory comic about his origin everything <laughs> and now it's for nothing
1: fox it's so nuts that it just like they build up this character and then just ice him
0: that's how it goes um riot division shows up um to or, or sorry sorry not the uh the uh the uh The government diet division shows up to turn Ed into horse burgers as (laughs) the news reports on on Razor's rampage. The injured are tended to and martial law is declared as in the sewers, Spike's followers plot revolution. It seems Razor has gone to ground in the sewers as well as Yeltsin leads a heavily armed force to take him out. Oh, but as they do, the sewer entrance was (laughs) booby-trapped. (laughs) The other judges are all killed, and Razor holds a bleeding Yeltsin saying his laws are obsolete and his system's falling apart. Time to wipe the slate clean. As the East Meg 2 Grand Hall starts to explode. And he was just able to do all of this. Huh? Living a life. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Just, you know, he's he's got the, he's a psycho, so his mind is focused into destruction or something like yeah, that. I guess uh, it's just a lot of demolition very
1: quickly. No, I, I mean,
0: I, I would say it's not a controlled demolition. I don't think he's trying to implode this place. <laughs> you know, I feel like, I feel like with an elevator and stuff, in an, hour, in an hour I could just toss plastic explosives around a building. Okay. <laughs> Don't push me. <laughs> anyway, next time, the beginning of the end. Ooh, ominous. I'm really, I, I, I'm I, like 90% sure that I know what Armageddon X is. And I'm very excited about it. Oh, really? <laughs> and it's, it's it's a thing that I've mentioned quite a bit because it's funny. We'll talk about it. Oh now I'm like scratching my chin a little bit, but hey, I liked it. Hey, like Red bit, Red's raises is pretty good. It's okay, you know. It's a fun, like we're gonna see more of these imports from the magazine to 2000 AD as time goes by, especially. As, you know, as the magazine sort of enters a very rough period in its time, in its life cycle in like the mid 90s or so. So, What happens? I mean, well, we'll we're going to get to it in Big Meg One, but basically just sort of. They just stop putting. They like they really restrict the amount of new content that's in oh, there. Oh, whoa! So okay, there's definitely points we'll see in the magazine where, like, redirecting so that the comic sales increase or something. Well, just to to keep putting out like a monthly comic, but I think they might also kind of close. I, I I have not done the research with it, but but I think <laughs> that they they might close down some of the current like like right now. As we're reading this in 94, there's also like Best of 2000 AD and Best of Judge Dredd, these sort of collections of, of ah. things. And I think they might stop putting those out and sort of repurpose a lot of those reprint facilities to, or, or reprint places to the magazine. Okay. And so the, there really comes a point where the magazine is like, there'll be a new Dredd story and they'll print like a section of, of a preacher the oh cool yeah yeah yeah. by uh garth ennis and stuff but then a lot of other otherwise reprints and stuff which has me a little you know listen that's my long-term worry about big meg one which (laughs) is basically when we're doing two things a month when 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 there's two new things a month what are eli and i going to talk about and like I don't really want to write new recaps for stuff that I've already recapped. In the oh, past. yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> but I also don't want to just read my old recaps, you know, so no. we'll, we'll figure out. Listen, listen. The late 90s magazine, yeah. just making our way to the late 90s, a good problem to have, honestly. <laughs> we'll worry about it when we get to it. Okay. And speaking of future problems, Fox, <laughs> and the chaos contained within. Oh, God. Drill 3 ABC Warriors.
1: ABC Warriors.
0: Skift robot Pat Mills and Tony Skinner. Art robot Kevin Walker. Letting robot Ellie DeVille. So. Uh, there's chaos, a, chaos, chaos. There's a new bad. There's a new thread. It's called The Hellbringer. The story's called Hellbringer. And Hammerstein. To stop it, at the behest of Deadlock, is reuniting the ABC Warriors. Blackblood and Joe Pineapples have been secured, so now the crew is going after Metquake. Get some big jobs going. Hell yeah, my big job's big boy. Mm-hmm. They're on the planet of Who Cares? Pretty good, Z- pretty good. Zelino. and the whole planet's become extremely chaotic as black blood cyber hound pulls him around after a beach ball and stuff. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of chicken guts in here. i just sort of like background jokes going sure. on as the rest of the story is happening. Um, Hammerstein's skeptical about living the easy life of chaos as we head to a recycling plant and we see one line of humanoids dropping off their old gadgets and another of sentient robots lining up to be judged by Oh, Jesus Christ, it's
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not Not great to be judged
0: by Mechquake because it's all going to come down to the same result. Absolutely. And I'll say that the line does have some familiar robots from uh, sci-fi generally, and from, I think, from this previous episode, I see Dr. Feely Good in there, and mm. little Moe is just a tiny robot, right at the end of the, right there. Oh, yeah um yeah and anyway look it's pretty clear that mechquake is just judging all these robots as worthless and destroying them because he's a fucking murder man basically yeah, no he's insane and he's just really it, 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 he's flame with his food doing his big job he's got to complete him we see him smash a professor droid a cute teddy pair droid you, like rip it apart yeah. like it's very sad and one droid that looks a little bit like Rojaws, so Mechquake takes his time with it. No. <laughs> um, it's And it's all in the name of green industry, ecology, and recycling, Fox. Yeah, I know. He keeps saying that. Yeah. The boys arrive on the scene. We may have a problem with Mechquake. <laughs> How do you solve a problem like Mechquake? I guess you shoot him. <laughs> The bots confront Metquake, who also apparently got this telegram saying that Blackblood is captured and have ab- been abusing Hammerstein. This,
1: this is the joke that I'm glad doesn't die. It, <laughs> it's very good. Oh,
0: we've got it. Metquake d- doesn't want to join the team, of course. His recycling work is too important. He's saving the planet. Yeah, he's making a melting down these robots
1: into into molten metal, and then he's just depositing it back into the planet. Yeah, well, that's
0: how you do it, right? That's how you solve <laughs> the environmental terrors of mining. Yeah, you got to put it back. You return it to the earth, like just letting a bunch of fucking moo cows out on the prairie. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> fine. They can handle it. <laughs> Who are you to, to 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 not doubt their survivability just because they've been they've been in captivity for ten thousand years <laughs> and literally can't survive? Literally designed to be cared for by humans <laughs> at this point. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Puts him back. Buries him again. And. I can't stress enough also that there may also be a massive amount of pollution coming out of these uh, oh, yeah. melting factory smokestacks. Oh, yeah. But don't worry about it. And I but, that's, s- but that's not pollution. That's just smoke. I want to say that I find this whole Metquake situation to be a little odd from Pat Mills himself, mm-hmm. I guess, because I'm surprised he's got this sort of anti-recycling and, like, green <laughs> stuff... <laughs> stance when we were also like fi- fi- hanging out with finn as you know doing eco oh, yeah. t- doing eco terrorist shit with fit with, with finn mm-hmm. and so much of slaying slain is about like the natural the natural thingamajigs yeah, what, what's the
1: purpose of taking the piss on this one i guess and
0: it seems and i guess it like it might be a little bit like sort of equal opportunity offender things or maybe he's against like sort of like recycling as this corporate form event like like he Could isn't be. he like you know i might hazard to say it might be that recycling is just sort of industry like industry got us into this destroyed planet so industry's mm. going to get us out of it and so he looks down on it as opposed to i guess just sort of real like i don't know and prim shit where we just sort of stop using language and I don't know if mech Quake's the best v- vehicle to kind of say that more complicated. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why he's do like, because, you know, the, AB, the thing about ABC Warriors, of mm. course, pa- Listen, we're seeing Pat Mills yell at a bunch of his hobby horses in here, right? Our standard um just te- you know, all text, no subtext. Yeah. Garth Marenghi approved levels of sort of, <laughs> you know, I don't like the church, so here's some evil churchmen. I don't like animal testing, here's some evil scientists who test things on animals. That kind of stuff. Right. But this seems we like I, you know, I don't understand why he's made this choice, I guess. I, I It's I, a weird one. Literally I, I guess I should ask him, but, I, <laughs> but I, I feel I feel I feel weird about interacting with people. Fox, <laughs> very antisocial. Anyway, a lot going on. And then Metquake flattens Hammerstein and Black blood, like it's Looney Tunes. Pretty good. Time for big jobs. Yeah. Mechquig tosses Hammerstein around. He's tired of everyone making fun of him, saying that he's dumb and stuff. Yeah, but he is dumb. He definitely is. Hammerstein fights back, smashing part of Mechquig's eye plate. And that is apparently the plan because from a distance, Joe Pineapple's ace sniper uses his electron microscope sight. (laughs) to find Mechquake's brain and shoot it returning him to factory settings i am Mechquake. please insert girder (laughs) and uh team member four is recruited okay easy they make it clear that his personality will return in a little bit but that Like, this will, but they're they're just going to remove his love of recycling from his personality programs when they do.
3: That's ridiculous. Ethically questionable, (laughs) Fox.
0: All right, here we go. The crew plans to go to the planet Hecate to meet up with Morgan and Mongrel. Yeah, hot robo. Yeah, but they're already there and joined them at, like, a local tavern before they head off, basically. Yeah. Mongrel's in a leather harness, and Morgan has had some demon horse slash nemesis the warlock head art added to her chassis. Yeah. Got kind of hip tattoo going on. I mean, listen, she's into the BDSM, and she likes her big boy. Hey, hey. Um, Of course, she also knew that Hammerstein had been captured by Blackwood. (laughs) Again, not gonna get old. And now that she's become so... um, one with chaos, she finds Black Blood's general asshole a bit appealing. Mm, it's this whole... See, this is the thing. It's all chaos and everybody's bad. Yeah, but Mongrel nips any dalliances in the bud. To establish her character, we see an Elvis-looking dude who shows up and hits on her, and she blasts him to atoms. Pretty cool. Yeah, as you do. Anyway, time to pile on board the spaceship they got and head to Tiamat's Comet... To meet with Deadlock and learn about this whole Hellbringer thing, the whole reason for the story that we're in. Yeah, let's go check it out. Yeah, the team ship arrives and matches Velocity with the Comet. Here we are, the College of Chaos. It's as dumb as you thought. Too many Ks. At the College, Hammerstein meets with Deadlock, who breezes over the threat to the galaxy in favor of your of your you know this sort of standard abc warriors discussion of how free and open chaos is college has no books no one can read it's just where a bunch of jerks like dunk and drown human professors for presuming to cage the mind with their false concepts of knowledge and not being an asshole like uh,
1: this it's so just like it's so i don't know like not even teenager it's like 11 year old logic
0: yeah it's this is the it's the same logic that um turns the barney song into being about um like killing people yeah <laughs> it's very weird much. <laughs> anyway i think it's fun it's fun though i don't I know, know it's
1: listen it's I don't fun want but you t- know how i feel about this chaos crap yeah
0: i don't want to be too down on it but you know it it is it is basically fun and Kev Walker's art's really amazing. Oh as well, yeah, for the record,
1: I, I I just I find myself siding with Hammerstein almost
0: every time. He makes good points, and it's clear that yeah, like I agree, and I mm. definitely feel like the comic doesn't want us to think that. Yeah, I think, he's like, supposed to be the mook, I guess. Like we're supposed to be like, oh, this Hammerstein guy's dumb. <laughs> I like the cool
1: stuff where they make
0: the schoolmasters die. Yeah, look at this lame wad, that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway. Deadlock finally shows them the threat, a spaceship that creates an artificial black hole that can plunge whole planets into a hellish alternate dimension. That's why they call it Hellbringer. Got it. it. brings hell to your ass, that kind of stuff. (laughs) And removes you, I guess,
1: from the solar system. Yeah.
0: Anyway, team assemble. Threat revealed. Jobs are goodin'. ABC Warriors will return in October of
3: 1995. What the fuck? (laughs)
0: And that actually initial story will be more of a tie-in to Hammerstein's appearance in the Judge Dredd movie and then continuing on with this story. Whoa. Okay, so they just drop this for a while. Huh? I mean, I, I feel like, as always, with these um, artists, you know, it takes a long time to yeah. paint, to paint oh, these true. panels and stuff like that. You know, I, I I guess for me, it was more just that, like, this... I feel like maybe a little bit too much time was spent on the getting the crew together. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like you know, I would have like if you're at like if you ask me if I would have rather had like yeah you know six like like one ch- like one pay pay or one uh. Krog per character, maybe. Yeah. And then maybe just have a, like... Maybe just an initial confrontation and then some sort of, like, mid-mission cliffhanger... Yeah. ...to end it. You know, th- that's why I would... Listen... I don't know, like, this is me telling Pat Mills what to do, <laughs> but that's how I do it, Fox.
3: Yeah,
1: give me something more to chew on instead of just like,
0: we'll see you in a couple of years, bitch. I mean, a year, well, but yeah, you know, it'll, it'll definitely, I mean? I mean, you know, who's to say with the, with the rate I'm putting out podcast episodes, Hey, will definitely be a little while. But, you know, on, on the uh, counterpoint, though, I'll also say that um, doing it this way means that you know, the two stories are sort of cut in half so that we don't have to, when we come back, we just know ABC Warriors are back. They're going on this mission to the Hellbringer mm. as opposed to having to remember specific details oh, from yeah, sure. the start of, you know, from when the mission section Time starts. Time to fight this black hole making shit. Yeah. Making all them holes. Yeah. <laughs> But speaking <laughs> of robots running amok, Fox. Oh, in your blood. Eh, let's go to three, four. Robo Hunter.
1: Still okay. Still yeah. pretty okay. No, this
0: is this is fun. You know, it's it's real. Like just yeah, it's just they've re- because they've really lent into the silliness. Yeah, yeah. I think that it make it does make it, it does what I think it's supposed to do, which is be this sort of like. Ref- like refreshment midway through the prog yeah you know, where things are sort of grim and serious mm-hmm. and then you know really just something that's really specifically light yeah I th- I and I like that they're leaning more into the Looney Tunes now yeah that's what they used to do I mean absolutely uh. yeah so Under script about Peter Hogan art robot Ryan Hughes learning about Ellie DeVille as part of a robot conspiracy, Sam Slade, RoboHunter, and the rest of the humans in New York City have been reduced to mindless zombies. Whoa. Luckily, Hoagie and Stogie are on the case, mostly Stogie, who's discovered... <laughs> That the ingredient causing the zombification in the city's water? No, that would give them superpowers. Oh, that's true. Um, are, but it, the problem is a bunch of freaking nanobots, Fox. Just tiny little Robies. A bunch of robots writing a novel in November. That's nanorimo. <laughs> Bots, Fox. <laughs> National Novel Writing uh-uh. Month. It's a, it's a it's an internet tradition. In in, in November, you're supposed like there's a big thing. It's it's like uh like you know like a Inktober, like where people sort of like get a bunch of prompts and like no do a thing every day. I've never heard of that before. Pretty sounds neat though. But, Nano NaNoWriMo is supposed to be like, hey, like, we're, you know, we're all doing this thing on the internet. We're all on Tumblr. and We've all got an idea for our novel. So we're gonna talk about our writing process and do all this stuff. It's moderate.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, they're talking about it, but why not just write their novel? Well, that's
0: what they, I mean, that's the it, the idea is that maybe you've been sitting on it, but this is sort of like a, a spur of being like, all right, NaNoWriMo, you got to ha- have 40,000 words by the end of the month. Whoa. Do X amount of words a day every day of this month and you'll get there. That kind of thing. Okay. okay. Uh, any, sorry, way too much talking for my <laughs> offhand
3: joke here. I apologize.
0: <laughs> nanobots, nanobots, no good. I, I like little tiny robies. Yeah, they're okay. They're
1: cute. Yeah.
0: Um, but two can play the nanobot game, Fox. And <laughs> Stogie makes a bunch of nano hoagies and Stogies that they then pour down Sam's gullet. I mean, they're so small it's liquid. Oh no. I realized I should do a non thrills way through this one. I will do it after Robo Hunter. Okay, that's fine. Fuck. All right. <laughs> they pour. Yeah. <laughs> so make a bunch of nanos, pour them down Sam's gullet. And the nano boy bots beat up the bots attacking <laughs> Sam's brain and then harmlessly dissolve. Good times. And soon, so good. soon Sam wakes up and it's time to stop that evil plan, though they don't really know what the plan is because Hoagie sort of stopped listening to what it was when he heard the part that would Sam would be turned into a zombie. Naturally. Yeah. Suddenly, though, the ground shakes and it's an earthquake. Or something, because yeah. it actually seems like the evil robot plan was to build a giant set of legs under the bottom of the island of Manhattan and have the whole city get up and walk away. It's
1: pretty good. And also I love to see like there's just the uh, the um underground just oh, yeah. the train just, just yeah, falling just, out. Yeah, the subway falling out <laughs> yeah. the side of it. I think that's like a lure train or something. It's pretty like pretty good. And also, you know, oh, what a what a timeless view of that that city huh? it does have
0: the world trade center towers in it yes <laughs> woof how could we know in 1994 you know <laughs> i'll tell you this much fox yeah um new york could walk 500 miles could walk 500 more to be the city that walked 500 miles <laughs> to fall down at your door that's pretty good new york,
1: had-
0: <inaudible> new york absolutely so new york it's got legs it's on the move, <laughs> running out to sea. Sam Slade in his usual shirt, but just boxers. Asks if, for some reason, I'm not clear why. It's very strange. Asks if I guess it's wash day. We see a bunch of stuff hung up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But he asks if Hoagie has figured anything out. Um, and we know, and we just know that uh, this evil robot guy Silver was very angry at his owners, whoever they are. <clears throat> Sam has Stogie check it out. As Sam gives Hoagie a flare gun. Find Silver, set off the flare, and Sam will come running. Mm -hmm. It seems Stogie has found the owner, but we're keeping it mysterious for now. Um, And um, he just orders uh, Stogie just to to de-zombify this mysterious owner and Mayor Helena, of course. Um, and you'll be able to find and, and then bring them to him. You'll be able to find Sam easily because he's heading out the biggest gun he's got. It's <laughs> a
1: very, very impressive gun.
0: Yeah, and some cricket shin pads, but no pants. No pants. They're in the wash, or yeah. they're drying anyway. Seems like it. At Central Park, a massive robot rally is taking place, led by Silver. Hoagie goes to hide, but is met by his new friends, Cleo and Antimony, oh, who we met last yeah. time. <laughs> Very strange couple. So, he sets the flare off right away. By accident, you know, whatever. Couldn't get to a safe place. <laughs> Silver orders him, orders his goons to capture Hoagie. And while the droid is confident his boss will save him, Silver isn't so sure as he prepares To torture Hoagie to death. Uh, I don't think he's going to feel it. -hmm. It's not a lot going on in there. Yeah. Silver makes Hoagie dance from his gunshots when suddenly there's a kerchooom. Hell yeah. It's Sam with a big old gun. He blasts several craters into the ground. As Silver explains, the city has been moved to the Caribbean, so no more acid rain. Then he shoots Sam in the chest. Though luckily Sam has body armor. Mm -hmm. Mayor Helena shows up. And wants to negotiate. Return the city, and you'll be able to air your grievances and maybe get an amnesty for all these various crimes you've done. <laughs> and there there have been a lot of them. I mean, you, you stole, stole the whole city. city yeah. yeah. And zombified the entire population as well. Uh, yeah, you know. I mean, even if temporary, that's still messed
1: up. You already got the fluoride in your system. You know, they've already got control of you, Conrad. Oh
0: man, they're turning the robots gay. <laughs> Um, silver doesn't believe any of this though humans always lie and use robots his own owner left him to rust but that's not true Uh, says a voice the voice of his owner waldo winnebago from that previous robo hunter story by uh hogan and hughes that we talked about before called him winnebago it's winnegan that i like it as i, winnebago. Got, I, got, I got auto corrected into it <laughs> i don't know yeah waldo win that's right i like winnebago though yeah, that was,
1: i feel like that would have been proper
0: form though i feel like it's not a term that they have in england to use oh. as, as a joke name you know happy to be you know whatever i just don't yeah correct know, me doesn't seem like a big rv to get situation. in the comments yeah whatever <laughs> um So it seems Stogie brought Waldo here, and he explains that it was that jerk Foreman who made all those robots work in the acid rain, and he will be fired. Oh, wow, he'll get real kicked out. And that same guy told Waldo that Silver had been disintegrated by a lightning bolt. That's why no search party looked for him. (gasps) Oh! Silver says this is all human lies. Uh, I mean, he's
1: pro I mean, I would be on his side for this one. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't know. Waldo
0: says that he needs an analyst like creator of all robots, Roscoe T. Rossum. Oh. Who we also met in that previous story. He was like oh. a dude with a robot body. And he's got a sweet new robot body <laughs> with flame yeah. decals and That's stuff. That's how you know it goes fast. Mm-hmm. He checks on silver and ah oh, see that he had a widget missing. Well, there's your problem. The robot's set to evil. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you gotta have those switches in so that you know it's set to good. Absolutely. Yeah. You'd think
0: you'd just solder it in place, but no. You know, there's still something little something called free will, Fox. Yeah. It's the widget
1: based free will.
0: Fine. I mean, <laughs> If you think of, think about it, <laughs> silver's fixed, but the problems that robots have remain. So Mayor Helena makes a speech saying the city can't just walk away from its problems. Literally, yeah. yeah. So she has Walt. So instead, you can just sort of uh, blackmail rich guys into fixing them. She has- <laughs> it's pretty Waldo good. gets to work on both fixing. Or on both making houses for homeless robots and solving the acid rain situation to avoid prosecution. And the city will stay here in the Caribbean until they can get the fuel to go back to New York. Yeah, okay, because yeah, the fucking legs ran out of gas. Hooray, beach episode! Yay! <laughs> a few weeks later, Sam is lounging by the twin water and oil pools as he considers writing a book about all this. And Helena comes home, and it's clear there's something going on between all oh, them. Oh, I mean, real clear. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> the story ends with Hobie asking about somebody named Esther, which I don't really get. But we do have a very nice shot of just the city lounging in a tropical paradise. Yeah, I have no idea what sunset. that joke was, but she done took her top off. Hey, hey. Anyway, the end of Robo Hunter, and basically the end of Robo Hunter for quite some time. Really? Yeah, it will be back. With this creative team for a single prog in winter of 1996. Oh. So two years from now. I liked now. this one. Yeah. I think
1: they're going in a good direction.
0: So it goes. Well. After that one in 96, we won't see um, Robo Hunter again until the mid-2000s with a whole new Sam Slade. Holy crap. I'm I'm excited for that one, though. Okay. Although, of course, again, mid-2000s. That's a, <laughs> that's a long-term prospect. It's going to be a while. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's uh, pretty much the finale of uh, of all our Robo of of Rob stuff for yeah for the foreseeable future. Well, it was a good while it lasted, guys. You know, I appreciate sort of getting like a little bit yeah this sort of increase in you know getting back to the to the story's roots a little mm-hmm. bit and sort of having this good send off. I feel like it would have been like it makes me interested to see what what it'll happen. I guess. And it would have been a little bit more of a damp squid if it ended on some of those more oh god, yeah, more depressing Mark Miller sections. No, no, no. This this was a good way to just kind of ease out, I guess. Yeah, but hey, speaking of uh, things that I forgot to do a little bit earlier in the show, Fox. Oh well,
3: because I don't
0: even know. Let's do some non-thrills covers and nerve setters. It's all right. There's some good ads in this one, oh, personally. Yeah. Prug nine oh eight. There's a new sheriff in town as Dermot Power <laughs> has red razors killing a bunch of dudes. Yeah. And the Nerve Center Tharg has some background on razors for new readers. And there's a picture of a custom made Durham Red action figure. So, this is awesome. Yeah, and the uh art droid from the from that new look, Durham Red, Mark Harrison made this one sort of as part of his, I guess, creation process for the character. Whoa. Also, this nerve center's a big-ass ad for fake IDs. It's pretty just excellent. don't get it, but I it, guess, sure. It doesn't seem like it'd be legal, honestly,
1: folks. I mean, maybe it just doesn't... It just says identification on the top of the card, so
0: I guess maybe it's... Maybe. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. They we've got, got 19 different designs for you to choose from. I'm getting, you know, again, get that Hawaii driver's license for McLovin. Oh yeah. Um... Mid-issue, there's a mix column by Rockzilla with a review of some Paul Oakenfold stuff as well as just other collection very, uh, records. Very, very interesting to finally get to
1: when people start talking about, like, fucking... Because I know Paul Oakenfold, but, you
0: know, also... Eh. You know, this sort of the era of, you know, starting to get these producers, you know... Yeah. I guess, ha- I guess regaining some of their role in the um, in the music process of being named and mm-hmm. stuff like that um the in uh then the input section has a picture of nemesis the warlock letters complaining that friends have defaced a reader's back progs a mum reading 2000 ad a letter with a lot of misspellings it's making me self-conscious about the fact that all my notes for this issue are messed up because I had a malfunction of my keyboard where it where not every time but a lot of the time it would type two s's when I pressed the s key. So it made it look like like if like look like my notes they look like they were done by a snake here. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> a lot of double s's double. like that's terrible. <laughs> um also there's a burn on the town of Brexhill on Sea and demand for more violence in 2000. I you know what? Not wrong. Mm. And this prog ends with a big ad for the Timothy Zahn novel *Conqueror's Pride*. Sure. And I I, I just remember t- Timothy Zahn because at this point in the '90s he was writing these big uh, Star Wars novels. Oh damn! Like the *Shadow of the
1: Empire* one. Oh yeah, the the like uh, *Shadow of the Empire*. It it was the one with the Black Sun
0: and all that, right? Did he write that shit? I I I really remember it as being the first one where they really t- like. Where they talked about which would be incorrect, but they kind of talked about what the heck was going, what what the Clone Wars actually what was, basically. What the freaking
1: heck is going on?
0: And it like a big part involved a clone papaltine who had a clone Luke. What the fuck? Cloned from the hand that got cut off. Oh in yeah, well back. that sounds pretty good. But so the way and but the way that they differentiated between humans and clones. Okay. Because it's. You know, it's boring to say, like, Clone Luke did this. Is that in, like, when you're narrating the book. Sure. But all of the clones had an extra vowel in their name. Oh. So, Luke Skywalker with two U's. Uh-huh. It's, you, you run you run across me if you're ever looking in, like, Wikipedia or, like, the Star Wars movie. <laughs> like, Why is this guy's name weird? That's stupid. That's anyway. pretty good. I mean, well,
1: as a reader, it probably is just easier instead of, like, Luke, the the one that yeah. is actually well, Luke. well,
0: exactly. And it was all... And, Definitely in my early 90s brain, you know, young Conrad here being very excited for the concept of the Clone War as like, oh, we made these clones, but then they've turned evil and there's evil clone Jedis doing stuff. And that's really neat. Every clone is an evil clone. As opposed to, you know, listen, not to relitigate this because we'll be getting to it eventually on the show <laughs> anyway. But just that they call it the Clone Wars because it was fought by clones. It's kind of like calling <laughs> World War I the machine gun war <laughs> anyway conrad's fucking that's pretty good 2005 take that's a very good take all right 909 <laughs> <laughs> cuz it is it's why would you call them the clone wars as opposed to uh, like
1: world war II would be big tank battle Right, or 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 big plane
0: battle. Or big ship battle. That's the tough thing about World War Two. <laughs> okay, yeah. But you just have a lot of big rifle battles. <laughs> sort of taking, taking away from big bow and lance, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, 909, K- Chained Heat, Jason Brazil draws a manacle and menacing dread. Very sexy. Oh, yeah. I got He's that. into it. Listen, it's got sort of... From the bottom, so you can see a lot. I love that the chain is as large as the chain that he would normally have on Absolutely. In the nerve center, it looks like Tharg has visited the set of the Judge Dredd movie, which he just started filming, and he's pretty excited about it. As some contest winners are announced, and a new contest Jesus Christ, to win a trance Euro-vibey dance album begins. What the fuck? Alan McKenzie with his <laughs> dance music. Um... Mid-Prog, there's an ad for the L. Ron Hubbard book, Fear. Ugh. But the it's a black and white ad, and it's so dark that it's literally impossible to read the title of the book <laughs> in the picture. And it doesn't say it anywhere. Or no, you you maybe get a sense of what it is from the descriptions and stuff, but this is a terrible ad. God damn. <laughs> pay for the color ad, no. man. Oh, um, and then there's only a half is input sex Input section with praise for Wilderlands and insults for Big Dave. 910, Sam Slade. Looks bad for our hero here in this Ryan Hughes cover. In the nerve center, Tharg tells everyone to lighten up about Big Dave for God's sake and plugs (laughs) Wow, get over yourself, you fucking comic book. (laughs) And plugs a uh, Friday Rogue Trooper poster prog and apparently there's a baby that's been given a mohawk and dyed blue for fandom purposes. And just to freak you out, this three-year-old kid is 32 years old. (laughs) Freak out. The input page is a pretty terrifying picture of Judge Dredd, a German love letter to Durham Red. some tough love for Rogue Trooper, praise for Anthrax, and questions about good old Mind the Oranges, Marlin. Oh, yeah. These DR and quench days. And then the prog ends with a Thrill Archive pinup of Armored Gideon. Last seen, like, 11 progs ago. I <laughs> don't have time to be nostalgic for it. Come on. Jesus Christ. I like that last Gideon story. Yeah. But, you know, there's other stuff. Anyway, I, yeah, please. it's remember... Prague 911 Stalker. A green Ooh. Mechanismo visor lens captures an image of dread in this tense Dermot Power cover. In the Nerve Center, Tharg plugs the upcoming thrills as Robo Hunter and ABC Warriors are leaving. And uh, also, stuff also talks about the magazine and 2000 AD yearbook, which we're talking about now. Or we've talked, you and I talked about one, and we'll be talking about mm-hmm. the. Dread Yearbook soon. The letters pages is all big Dave, one by friend of the show Alan Holloway. Basically, it's two complaints, two compliments, and a joke one about Dave's dad Fox, no relation, being very similar <laughs> to British war comics leader or legend Captain Hurricane. Whoa! Who, and the joke is that like you talk about him, you have a lot of like uh, like uh, homophobic jokes. Around it, but in reality, Captain Hurricane uh, retired and is in a committed relationship with the dude that was uh, the Black Claw in Whoa. other uh, classic British um, comic things. I mean, they're all fictional characters. I know, but it's still cool. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, it's just, it's, just, it's just a weird joke. Yeah, it's <laughs> a weird one. Colin ancient comic characters gay basically <laughs> and then the prog ends with a frankly terrifying ad of the Star Trek The Next Generation <laughs> video board game with a T-1000 style Klingon head Kronenberging yeah. of the uh, TV. I was going to say it's basically turning into a little bit of
1: existence here. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> no very existence video drome, all that Cronenberg thing. Yeah, no, it's very gross. It's because of the skin. Oh yeah. Like it's and this is like a model. It has to be.
0: Well, it's one of the like I I talked to to a friend of the show Steve Green about this. Um and we kind of got, or my, my my big point was basically that what I think they're doing here is they want it to look like it's CG, like like the T-1000, right? So, you know, <laughs> here's this generated thing coming out of your TV. Yeah. But, like, one, part of why the T-1000 was silver was because that was really the only color that that kind mm. of special effects looked good in, in in that era. Yeah. And also, they clearly didn't have that technology. This is probably a model someplace. that just looks like a head just... Coming out of a big stretched flash of skin, ugh, and it's real gross. And it's not even the right Klingon. It's not. It's not the dude from the uh, from the
1: no thing because of his hair, man. You can tell by his hair. Well, maybe you know they don't keep it in a cut like that, that's dude. They true. keep it
0: long as hell. Yeah, he's got kind of like a yeah, pretty short hair. But you know, you can't. God, I think the only thing that could make you, listen, if he has long hair, you can't see the fucking neck thing of thingamajig. Yeah, again, this could
1: have just been done better by having the actor punching through a television, you know, or whatever.
0: Yeah, again, I, I, it just feels so, you know, I, I feel like I've it's talked about this so a couple weird. times. so weird. But it feels very 1994 just because they're really looking for like a very specific look <laughs> of technology that they can't really grasp. But they're trying to, keep, but it's it's this aesthetic, okay. That um, sure, sure, sure. They're they're going for, but instead, really, just finding the uncanny valley. Basically. <laughs> that is the '90s. We have found the uncanny valley, and we'll be here a while. It's basically, yeah, no, it's just a, it's it's just a pause in the uncanny valley for, and you know moving into it's a uh, it's a close neighbor the uh, the canyon of terror oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the terrifying canyon you know but uh listen a lot about technology right mm-hmm. you had robots who needs it lots of this lots of sci-fi things I presume eventually we'll know what's going on in the dread stories, and that will also have a lot of sci-fi elements. <laughs> it takes place on an alien planet, I know that. Not pretty good. Robots are involved with those Mechanismo judges. Yeah, yeah, I remember those jerks. But you know what I'm tired of having in my sci-fi comic box? What's that? Fucking sci-fi. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> want it gone. That's why I want a contemporary story that is also the greatest thing I've ever read in the form of Thrill Five Button Man. Is is very good. It's it's watching a movie. Absolutely, it's yeah, watching like one of these like gritty seventies, like like a French Connection kind it's of thing. It's so or good. Like oh god, it just keeps going from strength to strength. Absolutely, man. yeah. I, I recently also had a Twitter conversation where someone mentioned something about Button Man. I basically said, it's the, it's the comic so good that they had no choice but to put it in a sci-fi comic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Because they were like, like, well, we have access to it. We'd be idiots to not put it in here. Absolutely. Even if it doesn't really fit the brief of our um, of our thing. Who gives a shit? They made the rules. They can break them. Absolutely. So, Button Man. Script robot John Wagner. Art robot Arthur Ransom. lettering robot Steve Potter. Button Man Harry Exon, you know, mm-hmm. hired killer for these rich for the amusement of the rich. His his typed confession continues recapping the current plot. He's been saved from prosecution in England by Senator Albert Jacqueline in return for taking part in the game, a death sport um, that is that the very rich run using hired killers. Part of this is uh, Harry's handler Cora. Who's pretending to be his wife, and he's doing it with? And we start off in New York City near Times Square as Harry's on the trail of another Button Man. And I love because they
1: always do this with scenes. You know, he's stalking him. It's very. He obviously knows where where he is. Like that's kind of a commentary. Yeah. But they go into vampire desire, which is adults only, I guess. Yeah. Well, he's on, but and it the the once again, it's like vampire stalking prey and oh absolutely it's yeah, it's
0: very cool let's well, say like our pre like the one of the previous hunts we had it's pretty clear to me that arthur ranson has either recently been to new york and like sort of just got a lot of landscape work or maybe just has a, like a book of new york city streetscapes or something because he's done stuff like this before actually it was a magazine story where he went to a big cathedral in new york yeah and during the 70s this was a huge uh, area where I, it's like one guy owned a lot of these porn, yeah, theaters. yeah, so the porn king or whatever they call. Harry's it. already shot Otto and he's chasing him down the porno theaters on Forty Second Street, just off um of uh, Times Square. It's very you know, it's a very famous part yeah. of sort of your like sleaze you know, New York sleaze, New York. Hell basically. yeah, you know that sort of taxi driver French Connection era mm-hmm. era New York where you know you could get an apartment for fifty bucks a month because. Everyone was just doing crimes <laughs> constantly, and I guess actually in '94 was in the process of being sort of destroyed, basically yeah, yeah. by the uh, by the Giuliani administration and stuff. So that, that prick of, may he rest in hell. Mm, and this is so this is very much sort of a snapshot of you know sort of a, a, a time that doesn't really exist anymore, which is, is unfortunate. Is yeah, I miss sleaze. Oh man. Tom like God, I'm a terrible person. Um, there's an a ero- there's an erotic movie about Dracula playing, or just vampire <coughs> So it could it could be any old vamp vampire I suppose. Yeah, there's a lot of tongues involved with this one. So oh, absolutely. Yeah, so um we see Otto sitting in the crowd as the movie plays. A woman is attacked by the vampire. As Harry uses that garrot watch thing that we saw previously and Very strangles cool. Otto to death. The Virgin has succumbed to Dracula's charms and Harry escapes into the out the exit of the theater. Job done. And like you said, there's just some really amazing sort of back and forth imagery here mm-hmm. of, of going between Otto and you know H- Harry stalking Otto yeah. in the theater. Um, alternated with dracula sort of seducing and then attacking the um you know the, this lady in the movie and stuff he's a murderer man yeah and they both are and again sort of these rhyming colors of harry going to the red lit exit sign mm-hmm. as the red blood drips off of dracula's fangs it's and stuff it, like that. it's incredibly cinematic absolutely the whole thing it's you know again can't if there's one message from sort of mid-90s Space spinners, it's that you need to get out and get these buttons. Yeah, record. it's really important. It's really fucking important. Later at a bank in the Cayman Islands. A Cayman Island banker says, no problem, dude, no questions. I feel like that's what they exist for, honestly. Yeah. At a bank at the Cayman Islands, Harry sets up an offshore account, then relaxes with Cora on an empty beach. Once again, we're, we're at like starting at a wide shot and then
1: pulling in. Absolutely, you know yeah. it's, it's very it's nice. There's all of
0: these establishing things. And on, and this one is just all about sort of zooming all the way in and then zooming all the way out. Mm-hmm. So Cora asks him why he killed Otto and Arnold, that guy from the last episode, when he didn't have to. She guesses that maybe he just likes killing and says that the senator's worried about his murderousness. You know, what? that's what they
1: pay you yeah, for. Yeah, but
0: if just because it's not a nice way to play the game as as we'll see later in the sure. episode. Sure. Um and again like like we said this is very much like, you know, we're sort of going sort of to this beat shot and zooming in on Harry's eyes where he's wearing sunglasses so mm-hmm. you can't really see what he's thinking when Cora asks him if he just kind of likes killing and then we just sort of pull back out to the sea. It's now nice. time for some fast forward fights. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Now, now we're in the montage section. Yeah, Or at least, at, at least for A one. kill time. Yeah. Um, where we cut to a, a diner in Scranton, Pennsylvania, but not to buy paper from Dunder Mif- Mifflin Fox for violence, man. And she's just dunking on Scranton, yeah. which is like, dude, don't hate on Scranton. Nah, she's a Parks and Recs lady. She hates, <laughs> hates the office. <laughs> Fox. Um. Harry's facing a young button man named Falco, and Cora suggests that Harry try hard not to kill him, please, as we <laughs> see that the fight will take place at a stockyard where sides of freshly killed beef hang from hooks.
1: I Again, like, there's no stakes in a game where you hire murderers to not murder each other.
0: I think it's just sort of like, uh, you know, you get in close and take markers and stuff like that. There's something to it. Falco has an Uzi, and he's not afraid to shoot it, nor is he afraid to shout various threats at Harry all the time. Harry, meanwhile, moves silently, occasionally tossing meat hooks and stuff to distract the young hothead until Harry can finally tackle him with a side of beef. Falco goes down, and Harry says that he's not worth killing. He does pull some kind of electric knife off a wall of the meat locker and trigger it with a Z! and we don't see what he does extremely ominous on the, ne- <laughs> on the next page um all right we're on to the next job in arizona it's a four-way contest and each button man has one handgun and 100 rounds each and will be spectated live by the voices including the senator in kind of a raised like observation platform this is clearly like a, an, an old, like a uh, maybe even like like a movie ghost town or something yeah. like that. So they sort of have one of these, you know, big ways to view things and stuff. Sort of set up for it. Core uh, outlines the other fighters. There's Philadelphia Fats, former drug muscle, and already has two losses. So he's sort of like you know the loser, basically. <laughs> Jesus, um, a new guy named G- Gordy and an experienced button man named Crow. Crow's won eighteen games so far. He's a Native American dude that's quicker with a knife than most men are with a gun. Well, he'll soon be eating Crow. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he rolls into town with a Canadian tuxedo and a sinister air. <laughs> done it's jeans and a denim shirt yeah tucked in too (laughs) he apologizes for being late takes out a plug of chewing tobacco and spits a glob of it right on harry's nice white trainers which mistake very big harry says crow will be sorry as visions of the of the doctor's head in the aquarium dance before him for the first biden man story and we see crow's face reflected in his sunglasses I love that flash of the Dead Doctors. Yeah. It's got a very like, um, you know in... uh, Suspiria kind of thing, where it's like everything turns red. I'm kind of thinking of actually it just being a flash, so it's like uh, those horns in Kill Bill. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: we're just like... He's seeing red, and you are in trouble, basically. Yeah. (laughs) So, oh, very ge- good. Yeah, the game begins. The button men filter through the ghost town when a ref fires a gun to start the action. Harry runs across the street dodging gunfire as does Crow, and it seems like things f- spill out to Harry versus Fats and Crow versus Gordy. Yep. Harry enters a building as the voices watch on CCTV. He moves across the rooftops as Crow seems to be pinned down behind a water trough and when Gordy fires some shots, Crow says, I'm hit. But when Gordy tries to take his marker, Crow comes up with a knife that he throws into what? Gordy's chest, which takes him out. Oh, he was playing possum. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Harry and Fats are playing cat cat and mouse. But Harry gets the drop on Fats. And when the man surrenders, Harry shoots him in the foot to be sure that he doesn't keep doing stuff. Yeah, hey, there you go. He ain't taking no prisoners, and we're down to two competitors. Fucking Awesome. Fats calls Harry a maniac as Crow shoots at him and the voices above you know you, you know add some prop bets onto their um, existing bets basically Harry's pinned down so he grabs Fats and uses him as a human shield making him walk into the street as Crow watches from the rooftop which again like
1: uh, the only reason he's getting away with this is because so far it's been like this gentlemanly, we're not going to just kill everyone thing. Yeah. They are literally hired murderers. Oh, yeah.
0: So They're a little softer in the States, I guess. Yeah, see? that's um, true. Crow shoots and Harry runs into the building Crow's on top of. He shoots through the ceiling. And while Crow waits at the entrance to the roof, Harry climbs up this out window and up the side of the building. Mm-hmm. And I want to say something I really like about this fight generally is just that they are like, I love how they're shooting through like ceilings and walls and stuff yeah. like that. I think that's a really cool, like, especially just because they're established this place of ghost towns while the woods really shitty and stuff like that. You know, I think it's really terrifying. The idea that, you know.
3: Bullets can just Bullets shoot just up through you. Coming
0: out of the floor. Like you Jesus Christ. That? Yeah. Um Fats warns Crow warns Crow, but not before Harry tackles a metal steam pipe into him. And I'll admit I'm a I have a little trouble figuring out exactly what's being done in this move here. <laughs> I feel like he maybe It's a back tackle. Yeah, he like tackles it into it but goes at it back first, kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean he's using his shoulder to dislocate the pipe. Yeah. The pipe smacks the man. Right. Yeah, that seems right. Um, Crow goes for his knife, but Harry thinks fast and stamps on Crow's hand. Drive, into into nails. Yeah, into a loose plank with an ass load of nails coming off of it. Oh, he's gonna need to get. He's going to need to get a shot. He's going to need a tetanus shot, absolutely. Um, Harry has won, but he's still pissed about that spitting incident from earlier. He grabs Crow by the collar and decides to see how well this bird can fly. Boom. The voices shout that the match is over, but Harry throws Crow through the facade of the roof off the side of the building, there's a moment as he falls, where sort of the top of the building looks like wings attached yeah, to his back, yeah. which are really neat. And then he just lands in a scrunch of broken wood, and we see at least one plank that's just uh, full of covered yeah, in blood and definitely stuff like that. went right through it. The. You know, this done, the senator apologizes to the other voices and foregoes his winning as Crow's voice is, is, is pissed that, you know, his man's been killed. The senator looks down and says something will have to be done about Harry Exton as the man himself stands on the roof looking down on his kill. Yeah. Next time, sleep no more.
1: Very excited. Very excited to see where this is going yeah absolutely because i I mean he is doing what you hired him to do but it's clearly not making him
0: the other guy too happy i mean i think it's just a really interesting thing of yeah that harry who i think was reluctant to kill i think in the first button man story now he's sort of instead really lost a lot of emotion and feeling and it's just sort of you know this murder machine, basically, to the point where even the people in the murder game are bothered by it. Basically. <laughs> yep. So, so Fox, yeah, all this done, all this talked about. Mm-hmm. I must know. Okay, what your top and bottom thrills, and just with the proviso <laughs> that we're out of timeline with dread, so it's not up for consideration. That's fine. Uh, because my top very clearly goes to
1: button man fair um it's amazing story amazing looking uh again i'm just at the edge of my seat it is it is uh reading and watching a movie at the same time Mm -hmm. i fucking cannot believe that this is not yet a series somewhere you know uh because i feel like it would be it'd be great um as for the others, so ABC Warriors was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, again, the art was doing a lot of the heavy lifting, I feel like. Sure. Um, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, Red Razors.
0: Mm,
3: nice.
1: Um, I think that it. I'm interested. I'm sad that the horse is dead. Yeah. That but, but that's not really a, a knock against it. I like it visually as well, like just mm-hmm. the weirdness of like this weird embrace of like very specific '90s co- or not '90s, but covenant, just Americana, yeah. sort of
0: combined with Russian stuff.
1: I yeah, guess. it's it's interesting, um, and I you know how I feel about Robo Hunter. I and I certainly don't want to put that on the bottom. So mm-hmm. what I am gonna do, even though I fucking, I don't think it needs to be there, is ABC Warriors. Mm. Um, which is a hard choice, but it's really only because I, I, I mean, again, this is not me hating on ABC Warriors, mm-hmm. but chaos, chaos, everything is backwards. Sure. To like, basically, it's the mirror, mirror universe. What if, what if knowledge wasn't the, something yeah. you learned? Right? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, guys, um, and and uh, yeah, I think that's
0: for me. Nice. That Conrad mm. T and B. Well, let's see. I man, I'll happily put Button Man on my top. Fuck below. yeah, dude! This Hoist is... it up there a joy to read honestly and just you know i'm glad it's at the end every time yeah it's a real great uh uh, prog ender just kind of like you know you read through things and it's like it's like a, a treat at the end yeah and gives you a lot to think about just sort of looking over these pages and things like that um and yeah but man real great and you know i feel like we talk, you know again we discussed it and doing a lot of you know doing a lot more of uh describing some of these <laughs> transitions and visual metaphors that i might do normally because i really think they're really good they're really good and like are also maybe sort of you know accessible enough to myself that i can figure them out yeah. <laughs> um then um But for Bottom... This was a good month, actually. Yeah, I was not upset. Like, we've definitely... I feel like in recent years, honestly... It's been rare. Had months where there's been at least, you know, one or two... Yeah, whipping Boy. Like, ones where at least we could definitely be really in contention or something (laughs) like that. Like... I thought Robo Hunter was fun and kind of silly. You know, I like just silliness to the point of like, hey, we're going to literally wrap everything up (laughs) at the end, which I thought was so like over the top and doing so that it was funny, (laughs) basically. Yeah. Um, You know, ABC Warriors, I think uh, I agree with that chaos. stuff. I think that's our long term complaint about ABC Warriors, especially because it is awesome. But the but so much of the moment to moment stuff is really great. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Met Quake interrogating these different robots. Wonderful. And just being an asshole of people. That's really, wonderful. That was really great. Um, you know, um, just a bunch of the stuff with like uh, you know, Morgan showing up with, with Mongrel and those guys mm. being all robo sexy and stuff yeah. like that. That was pretty solid. And again, just you know, the art is just really amazing mm. and stuff. Um and then, um, oh, and then uh, Red Razors, I thought was really fun. Like, it was sort of, you know, bringing in this character who I know from the magazine violence yeah lots of violence having lots of explosions and shooting it being a yeah just a really over the top 80s action you know Mm -hmm. 90s 80 90s action movie and with these little russian things and stuff like again (laughs) i i i I legitimately like laugh when i saw the stories called marks and spencer (laughs) really stuck with me as like a top tier joke basically um and, but I think for my bottom, and so it's one of these ones where like, my bottom doesn't mean it's bad. It just sort of, yeah. you know, we've... It's by force. Yeah, we, we basically just put ourselves in a situation where we must uh, differentiate these comics. Um, I think... I might put ABC Warriors in my bottom. Oh, Solidarity, but it's not, yeah. it's not a fun Solidarity. No, and I think it was more just because of the chaos stuff and I guess my confusion around... Mills's stance like Mills what is and this yeah Luke's stance on uh on a recycling and stuff like very that. odd because that just seemed out of a little out of character maybe yeah um but yeah but it was yeah good solid solid month honestly when I'm I'm, I'm thinking about re- trying to remember for yeah for this, our for, for our sp- best for, month for Spinny's time just because it was very like you know one of these ones where there's just no no real bad ones and just some fun sort of stories. Also, I really like having ones where we have just a complete, you know, have yeah. five, five thrills and no, and and, no, and no, no turnover and no, in the month. And no poop. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, hey, good times. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Stitch, the Google Play Store, or Spotify, or our podcast site at spacebinner 2000com Contact us at spacebinner 2000 at gmail.com. 2080 forums or our Facebook and Twitter page on Twitter, at Space Spinner 2K. If else, with like Space Spinner 2000, find us there. And, hey, give us a rating, a review, whatever is is you're listening to it. Word of mouth if people are talking about things. You know, yeah. all that kind of things. This show is brought to you by Steve Green, Robert Hardingham, and your friends at the 2080 forums. If you could join them and help support the show, we'd appreciate it. Check out the show. Our Patreon at patreon.com slash That's the old podcast network. Sport the show. Get episodes ahead of time. And come back next episode. Ooh-hoo-hoo. Ooh. As we reach the end of Wilderlands. Oh, yes. And start new thrills uh-huh. for Bix Barton. And Skiz <laughs> Part 3 begins. Jesus Christ. Also. Yes. It's going to be goddamn episode 300, Fox. Oh, you
1: know we're going to get a little tipsy.
0: It's going to be real exciting. You know, freak out episode 300. If you're listening to this, you know, it would mean a lot to me, certainly, mm-hmm. if, you know, if you could send in just like, I don't know, well wishes, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Or, but actually maybe more specifically, like, you know, we've done, yeah, 300 Space Spinner episodes. Yeah. Four, I've done 40 some Big Meg 1 episodes. <laughs> Maybe fifteen or so ac- reaction episodes, mm-hmm. twenty-four Star Lord <laughs> all this stuff. And I would just love to know, like, as you've as you, the listener, have been listening to the show. What are some of your like favorite bits from the show? Yeah, like, what's like, I don't know, a joke or a conversation that we've had or something like that that you that sticks with you because I know it blends together for me on my show but on podcasts that I listen to (laughs) definitely moments that's that I remember really well yeah so I just love to know what um yeah what you're like and you know maybe we'll read some of those on the show and oh yeah be a little be a little self-indulgent for the three hundred, you know, I like to be, and I'll I'll try to put together some stats, you know, I, I yeah, like what, get those numbers, what all of the uh, top with a breakdown of the top and bottom thrills have been stuff like that, because I think that's it, that's kind of interesting. So I think the stats are always a little interesting. Yeah. Tells us a little bit about ourselves, exactly. Yeah, and I'll have a more specific episode number and maybe some hour counts and things like that, just to freak everyone out for this edifice that we've all put together, in Space <laughs> Fitter Two Thousand. Yeah, boy. And until that day, Fox, when it's episode 300 and we're all wearing our suits with the 300s written yeah, on them. Yeah, it's like made that. out of
1: those letters or numbers 300s. Until
0: then, I'm Conrad isbox Fox, and we are Space Spinner 2000, Sun
3: Tinker 3.
0: Thanks, guys. Just one more, and then we will be out of here. Yes, real um, one. Oh no, sorry.
2: <laughs> you're, sorry. You're fine, buddy. Go right. go ahead. Go
0: Just go
3: one ahead. more set of
0: Wilderland's recap. Oh, God, yeah, I can't wait.
2: <laughs> I can't wait until you and I and uh, I guess like five other people doing cats. I'm ready. I I want to be rum tub rum tum tugger. By the way, Ooh. that's fair. That's fair. I don't know who that is. I've never seen cats. It's fine. But I love the name Rum Tum Tugger. It sounds like rub my tummy, but also, yeah. you know, tug me off. Whoa.
4: No, oh, is that what? Is? No. My goodness.
2: <laughs> it is so what i do know about cats is that it is literally a bunch of cats doing fucking for a long time and then they eventually decide which cat is going to die so that they can go to cat yeah like that's that's the story of cats i want to be
0: skimble shanks the railway cat fox
2: (laughs) he can do a bunch of really cool tap dancing that's right Yeah,
0: I watched the cat's movie. Eli,
2: Eli, you don't you don't have to choose. It
0: was the it was the last movie I saw before uh before the pandemic. So really, it really. I heard I heard
2: it. I heard it was quote an experience.
0: Yeah, I would I would say it was an experience. I would describe it as weirdly
2: sexy. Honestly, like all right, I'm
4: all down for weirdly sexy. No nipples,
2: no genitals. Yeah, but all human proportions on a cat
0: and there's um apparently there was a version that was initially released but then pulled where all the cats did have like
2: cat buttholes as well wow what is that i feel (laughs) i feel like that would have been a better version because then you would have sorry the words that i was about to say before i stopped saying it was because then you would have thought about cornholing a cat Mm. Let's keep moving. I'm sorry. I wanna... I'm sorry, everyone. I just needed everyone to know. Uh, that's uh, All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs>